Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider free podcast, a service, of course, of Julie Williams' free VoiceOver Insider. For industry news, tips, and information, be sure to subscribe at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Paul O'Connor, here to introduce our host, Julie Williams. What's coming up on the podcast today? Paul, our guest today is Carrie Olson, who is um, a voice actor, a business coach, a wife, a mother of two. Wow, that's a a job in itself. (laughs) And also um, was an e-learning director. So we're going to get to that in a second. But you probably have heard her on one thing or another, like perhaps Tiffany's, Taco Bell, Bank of America, REI, one of my favorite stores, uh, or other stores. During her time as an e-learning developer, she created and facilitated hundreds of online courses, tutorials, and webinars. So basically, you want to get into the mind of the person who's going to hire you. Carrie Olson is the mind of the person who's going to hire you. So Carrie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Julie. I'm so excited to be here. We have a lot of questions. I have a lot of students who I uh, coach e-learning with, and they've got a lot of questions. So I'm going to ask you some of the ones uh, to get your take on some of the most common questions and questions that people on the VoiceOver Insider Facebook group ask and that people email me all the time. So why e-learning? E-learning is huge right now. It's growing. It's exploding. Um, I got my first start in e-learning when I was working in HR and the company, like so many companies now, decided that it was too expensive to be sending their employees to a, to a location all the time to get training. And so they wanted a way to disseminate information online. That is, uh, it's not a new concept, but a lot of companies, uh, most companies now you're going to find are training their employees with some kind of online training and it's only growing. So um, as voice actors, there's a real opportunity for us to uh, to reach out to those e-learning developers and those companies who are developing that training to voice their courses. You know, I, uh, I remember way back, way back, way back, way back when, you were probably in diapers at that time. No, maybe not. Um, where I did an e-learning for uh, Pizza Hut. It was so long ago that e-learning wasn't a thing yet because the internet hadn't developed into as much of a thing yet. In fact, uh, it, it was a time when you go into the studio, they flew me to Dallas to voice this thing. So, I mean, that doesn't happen in e-learning anymore. The marketing mindset, um, how to solicit work without becoming sleazy is one of the things that you're going to talk about. Tell me, what does it look like if I'm marketing myself and being sleazy? A sleazy marketing mindset. I think a lot of people kind of go back to that uh, sleazy car salesman mentality. I think, yeah, exactly. And as voice actors, we're creative people and we like to express ourselves. We like to be helpful. And so marketing does not come naturally to us or to a lot of us. And we really want to avoid that coming off in a, in a sleazy way. And so one way that I really like to look at it because I love to market is when you're marketing to someone and when you get your information across someone's desk. Maybe it's an e-learning developer or or casting agent, whatever. And they come across your information because you reached out to them and they needed a voice actor. You're helping them by giving them that information. So you can look at it in in the way of, this isn't me self-promoting and just trying to, you know, pull something over anyone's eyes. This is actually me doing you a favor because if you don't market to, to them, they're doing all of the work. I've had so many uh, stories of people that say, hey, I, I used your, your e-learning uh, method to, or, or your uh, marketing method to reach out to people. And I got a reply that said, oh, thank you. I was just working on my roster. Uh-huh. And then your email came across my desk. Now, of course, there are also those situations where emails don't get returned or someone says, don't email me again. Of course, that's going to happen when you're cold emailing people. But you can think of it as, 
uh, if it helps you in your marketing mindset, I'm helping to do this. You know, frame your emails in that way. Don't make it all about you. Make it about them. A lot of people are afraid. I've noticed a lot of my students afraid to get out and market. Um, but that's the, that's the key is that you're helping them. You're not trying to. So it, it can't be salesy in your email. Exactly. It's, it's got to be, you know, all about the client. Not I offer this. I offer that. I offer that. But my clients really appreciate working with me because uh, da, 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 like a lightning fast turnaround, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever, um, whatever the selling points are, you don't have to sell it. You can just tell it. So, all right, now, um, moving on to staying flexible. That's one of the things that you teach is to stay flexible in your marketing. What does that mean? Don't expect that there's a silver bullet. So there, there's going to be something that you do in your marketing this month that works so well. And you think, oh my gosh, I have found it. There's this subject line that every time I use it, someone, you know, I get a reply. Or there's this one line that I put in my email and every time I do that, it works. But you have to realize that things are constantly changing. So don't get married to one idea. Stay flexible uh, with your marketing and always be experimenting and understand that when you're reaching out. So, you know, I have students students now who are working on their marketing efforts and they want a solid answer. They'll say, here's my email. Tell me if this is going to work. And they want it, you know, hundred percent. Well, when you're sending that out to people there, everyone is different. Someone's going to respond to that. Well, someone's not going to respond to that. So, you know, as well. So you just have to remember that it's all experimentation, always be switching it up. And you'll find that in Every area of marketing, people who are in advertising understand that, and that's why they're constantly testing. That's why they get focus groups, you mm -hmm. know, to, to um, look at their ad copy before they, you know, send it out there. So it's all, it's all a giant experimentation, so stay flexible with your outreach. Yeah, for every um, 100 people that you contact, there are 100 different opinions about there, um, and, and a lot of them are, are conflicting opinions, but you've just got to listen. That's the thing is you also have to listen. You don't just promote. You also have to listen when you do get a hold of them. Okay, so experimentation. What kinds of things can we experiment with in our marketing? Uh, what kind of ideas do you have that we would rotate maybe monthly? There are so many things. Um, one of my favorite things to, to kind of challenge people with when they're thinking about, now, where do I find these clients? You know, and they want, you know, give me the database, give me the spreadsheet that has all the people on it that I should contact. And I say, start with the low hanging fruit. Start with the people, go through your phone, go through your Facebook group or your Facebook uh, friends list. There are probably people that you know personally the whole six degrees of separation thing, who knows someone who knows someone um, who can give you some sort of in or has a, or is a lead. So start with those things. Um, other things you can experiment with, uh, you know, your, first of all, your method of communication. Some people cold call, some people cold email, some people use LinkedIn, some people go to, you know, events and network and hand out business cards. I have a hoodie that has uh, something on it and um, it has like a picture of a rooster and a knight. And it uh, is a conversation starter. And when I go out, people ask, what's that? And I get to say, oh, well, I'm a voice actor. One of my clients sent me this. And it starts a conversation. There's the method of communicating. There are things like your subject line. There's the copy. I like um, the idea of permission marketing. And so a lot of times when you are sending out an email or something, you're asking for something in return. Experiment with just giving just giving information. Hey, uh, I, I noticed you, that your company attended this event or whatever. If you do some research, here's a white paper that I think you might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And you know, have a, a link to your demo at the bottom. So there's all kinds of things you can experiment with. 
some of the commonly asked questions that I encounter a lot are, and you're the one who's hundreds of e-learnings, um, you're receiving a demo from me. Music or no music? I like both. Uh, I think that when it comes to an e-learning demo, uh, the music can help to separate each different take from the next. Mm -hmm. Plus, it makes it more interesting. And I always put, um, when I produce a demo, I always put music on it. Um, because you know what? You've got to do like what it sounds like. And I've done a lot of e-learnings that have had music on them. And not mm -hmm. just e-learnings that haven't had music on them. You know, um, I've done a lot of both. And, and also, I've done a lot of e-learnings that have had character voices on them. I'm not talking about Mickey Mouse, but I'm talking about, you know, the, uh, the manager and uh, the employee having a conversation and then me explaining the method and, you know, and, and things like that. Absolutely. Okay, of course, there's where do I find clients. So let's say I'm going to uh, try to create a strategy, maybe a six-month strategy to target a certain group or to find, you know, 100 people that I can market to or whatever. What would you do first? What would I do first? So one of my favorite tips for, for doing this, and this is, uh, I will say this is me. I've definitely had people that say, that's too much work. I don't like to do that. I like research. <laughs> I like to research. I like to, you know, when I email someone, I like to have to know something about their business. Um, I know people who are the exact opposite, who will just get a list of people and basically spam them. What I like to do, one of my favorite methods is called, uh, I call it reverse engineering job posts. So I will go out to um, a job site like uh, my favorite is flex jobs uh, because uh, it's a it's a job board for people who can work remotely and a lot of instructional designers and people who create online training are remote workers so I'll go out to flex jobs and instead of looking for who's hiring a voice actor I'll look for who's hiring an instructional designer ah and if I know that that company is then hiring an instructional designer, they've probably got some projects coming up soon. Right. So that's kind of a, a lead that, that I'll follow up and look, you know, I'll go to that company's website. Do they create online training? Okay, great. Does their training use voiceover? Great. And then I'll put them on my list. Um, and that's one of those situations I call it just-in-time marketing. Because when you reach out to them, they're likely to go, oh, how'd you know that we were just about to create a new project or whatever? And it's like, well, it's because I was stalking you and I saw that you're about to hire an instructional right, designer. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I love that. Um, this is what I tell people, which might, it's not, it's more big picture rather than detail. But when people are asking me, where do I find clients? I basically said, okay, don't look for people who are hiring voiceover. Look for people who are producing it. And what you're going to find is you're going to find studios who are uh, trying to make themselves visible to those who are producing it and the studios are going to hire you or you're going to find the people who are producing it. Like I have a lot of, it doesn't go through a studio. I have a lot, of, it goes straight through the client. They have mm -hmm. departments with six people each working on one thing at a time because they have to have constant HIPAA training or, or whatever kind of governmental training. So um, there's a lot of work out there. And I think one of the best things is the repeat business that you get. What do you think about that? I love repeat business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean how do you like a repeat business, but how can somebody get, uh, you hire me for a, a voiceover, how can I get you to stop going to pay to plays and just come back to Julie? One of the things that I do is, uh, and I get this feedback when, I, um, when, when I've worked for someone, they will say that was, I guess the simple answer to your question is be really, really good. Because if you are, if you're able to deliver the training in a way that really speaks to their audience and isn't just a voice, I don't want to say anyone can read voiceover. That's right, that's right. Not true yeah, that's not true at all. No, but as far as e-learning voiceover, a lot of people have the idea that it's supposed to be kind of boring. And if oh, you no. can bring, 
yeah, if you can bring that life to it, if you can make it so that you are helping them reach their goals, because one thing to remember about voiceover is that it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. No one just thought, what are you going to do today? I think we'll just create an e-learning course. Yeah. No, the, you know, um, if there's a driver safety program, it's because they're trying to lower their insurance rates. They have a lot mm -hmm. of uh, drivers in their company that are uh, getting in accidents or getting tickets. And so what are they going to do? They're going to disperse this training in hopes that these drivers um, take this training to heart and then their behavior changes. Yeah. So if you can disseminate the information in such a way that it reaches their goals and it's helping to change behavior because people are digesting that information and actually changing their behavior, then that helps the company meet their bottom line and they're going to be more likely to come back to you. In addition, be easy to work with. Get mm -hmm. your recordings in on time. Have super high quality stuff. Be upfront. Uh, be fair with your rates and and be reasonable. So all of those things kind of help with uh, recurring work, as well as getting in with people who, like you said, um, have training that needs to be updated regularly. Mm. So if it's an annual, you know, uh, benefits thing, that has to be updated every single year. And they have to use you. Exactly. Well, exactly. maybe if they start over, they don't have to. But if they're just updating it, they pretty much have to. Exactly. So that's repeat work. That is gold. So you, you touched on pricing fairly. What do you think of some of the prices that people are saying in Facebook groups and, and online saying, don't take less than this, don't take less than that, especially with, um, with newbies? I think, I think that the GVAA rate guide is a huge, is a is really helpful to go on. Um, I think that as a voice actor, you should value yourself. You've, you bought equipment, you got training, don't undervalue yourself. I don't think that you need to go out there and try and underbid everyone else. One of my favorite questions to ask when you're first getting started or anytime that someone uh, solicits you for voiceover work or if they reply to you is ask the client, what's your budget? Yes. That's really helpful because it helps you to know, are we in the same ballpark? Is this going to work out at all? And every once in a while, you get someone that says, oh, my budget is twice what you were going to ask anyway. Go, oh, that works for me. Love those. Um, yeah. And if it's way under, then, you know, it's, it's not going to be worth your time anyway. Yeah. And, and one way to figure out what is, quote unquote, worth my time, figure out how long it's going to take you to do, you know, maybe someone has 30 minutes of e-learning. And it seems like, oh, 30 minutes of e-learning, that's nothing. To someone who's never done 30 minutes of e-learning, it's like 30 minutes of e-learning and you want to pay me how much? That's awesome. But how long is it going to take you to record it? How long is it going to take you to edit it? How long is it going to take you to separate all the files, to name mm -hmm. all the files, to deliver it? You know, you might be looking at hours when it comes down to it. So how much are you willing to work for per hour? Yeah. So what if I'm hungry? I can't pay the rent. If you're hungry and you can't pay the rent, what do you think about me cutting the rate, um, undervaluing myself because I can't buy dog food this month? I think that it's your business and mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want to. Mm -hmm. um, you're not beholden to anyone. You don't have to uh, tell anyone. Is it good for the industry? Um, ultimately, probably not. And uh, what you're doing is you're training the client that, uh, that they can pay less for voiceover. But if you're starving, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> right. And if you're starving and you can't afford the dog food, here's another thing. You know, um, and, and people who are starving and, well, I guess any level you can be starving and can't afford dog food. Life happens. But one of the things that if you're, you know, particularly a beginner saying, this is my initial client discount, I usually charge this much. If you have to cut your rate like that, that's one way to approach it so that you don't have to cut it that way every time. Or I like that. My repeat business discount is this. I can take this much off of each one with a minimum of three, all scheduled at the same time and all paid at once. 
which is what I do. And I, I actually ask this, I understand this is very, very rare, but I get payment in advance through PayPal. It's not that I don't trust them to pay. That's been a very rare issue for me. But I don't have time to go through and do all this accounts receivable stuff. Who does? I mean, right. I, I now have a, a part-time assistant 20 hours, but, you know, before it was just Julie doing everything on her own. You know, who's got time to do that? Right. So you, do you really feel like the GBAA rate uh, card is very representative of what's out there in the industry? Uh, well, I mean, what's out there in the industry uh, ranges from way below the GVAA rate guide to above the GVAA rate guide. Right. So, so I mean, I think that, uh, and it's also pretty broad what, what's in the rate guide. I think it starts at something like 10 or 15 cents a word and, and goes up to 30 or something like that, uh, maybe 35 so, um, so that's, that's a really broad range, but I mean, absolutely there are jobs that you can find out there that are way below what's on the GVAA rate guide. Uh, if you got to, especially places like Fiverr, Upwork, you're going to find those where they say, yeah, I had one recently that I can't remember how many words it was. I want to say 7,000 words mm. and they wanted to pay, you know, beans. So, so that's <laughs> there. That's there. That's an audiobook right there. 7,000 exactly. words is, is like practically an audiobook. We're talking to Carrie Olson, um, former e-learning producer of umpteen zillion e-learning jobs and also a talent in her own right who is fabulous. And we're going to come back in just a second and find final thoughts from uh, Carrie. And also, everybody loves freebies. We all love freebies. And, um, and she's got one for us in just a second. All right. We'll be right back after this short message. Julie Williams has been a voiceover coach for decades and has helped thousands of talents to launch a VO career, refine their VO performance skills, develop winning demos and marketing plans, and market themselves in voiceover. She's taught all levels from beginners to voiceover coaches. But don't take our word for it. Let's hear what some of Julie's actual students have to say. Canopy Egyptian cotton sheets are designed to get softer every time you wash them, which makes your bed easier to sleep in and that much harder to leave. Why do people count on SunSweet prune juice to stay fit on the inside? It's made only from prunes, nothing else. It's a natural source of fiber and five essential vitamins. It's the smart choice for me. Stay fit on the inside. Healthy looking skin today, clearer skin tomorrow. Look at your palm and imagine it filled with soup. <laughs> Oh, that's hot. Whew. Let's try a salad. Dentine Ice gets you to parties fashionably fresh. Roasted, baked, lightly sautéed, or even still alive. Turkey gobbles frantically. Just remember, eat healthy and exercise. Or buy bigger undies. Your choice. The University of Nebraska Medical Center. Breakthroughs for life. For some, it means lying on a tropical beach. I've been a successful full-time voiceover artist for a long time now, and I've had other well-known coaches, but really, none can compare to Julie. What I love about Julie's coaching is she gets down to the nitty-gritty right away. No time wasted with abstract coaching techniques that can be hard to grasp and really ultimately don't improve the process. Now, Julie and I would be considered direct competition, but that hasn't changed a thing. She's there to help me and give me her best, which I've truly appreciated. She really cares about you as a person, which makes the coaching process so enjoyable. No intimidation, just encouragement. She's also exceptional with demo directing. And in very short order, I had a great variety of reads to include on two demos, which are working great for me, by the way. Julie will help you with all aspects of the voiceover business. Highly recommended. 
Julie isn't just a teacher who teaches during your time together. She's a coach who guides you through every step of your career according to your specific needs. You can find out more about Julie Williams Coaching at juliewilliamscoaches.com or by emailing her directly at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. And now a few final words from Julie and her guest. This is the VoiceOver Insider Podcast. Um, my name is Julie Williams, and we are with Carrie Olson, who is a fabulous actor. Um, I should say actress, right? Mm-hmm. Fabulous voice actress um, and uh, an e-learning producer of many years. She's done hundreds, so she's like the expert of what the guy you want to hire you knows. And do you have any final thoughts, Carrie? First of all, go for it. If you're interested in e-learning voiceover, there's lots of it out there to be had. We want to raise the quality, raise the bar of e-learning because we want that the standard to be higher so that, yeah. so that e-learning developers want the professional voice actor. So yeah, if you're going to water down the industry by putting more bad voiceover out there, yeah. then yeah, just stick to something else. E-learning uh, is really fun. I mean, if you like to learn, e-learning is fun. Yes, it's great. And don't think that because it's e-learning that you're not voice acting mm-hmm. because you are still acting. You, uh, you're, there's still a character. There's still an audience. And as Julie mentioned earlier, there are lots of opportunities for role playing. So you might get to act more in e-learning than you do in your normal commercial stuff. Right, right. Scenario work, uh, things like that. Uh, Go for it. There's work to be had. Uh, Caveat, if you like learning and if you like training. Uh Um, But have the proper expectations. And this is, you know, I tell this to people who want to get started in any genre of voiceover. Most likely, you're not going to get out there, uh, send 10 emails, and then all of a sudden be booked full time uh, for e-learning or any (laughs) other genre of voiceover or any business period, right? So it takes time. It's about relationships. When you're sending out those emails, you're not looking for, uh, I mean, it it would be great if someone replies right then and says, here's a job. But a lot of times they don't need someone right then, but it's your job to keep, to follow up with them so that down the line, you're building a relationship so that down the line, when they do need you, when they do need a voiceover, they're coming to you. So just have those proper expectations that it takes uh, consistent work and that it's not going to be something where you, you know, book a million jobs right away. Yes. And I promise you, they will not remember you if you don't keep following up with them. Right. You know, you mentioned, Carrie, we love freebies, that you have a freebie for everybody who's listening to this podcast. So what is the freebie? Tell us. I mean, it's this Christmas morning. we got to open it up. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> um, so I've got two, two freebies for you. One of them is my nine favorite uh, performance tips for e-learning. Uh, we talked about keeping it fun and, and acting, so that's one of them. Uh, and the other is a, I call it a good lead, bad lead checklist. So if you're out there searching for voiceover jobs and you want to know, like, is this company, because it's hard to know yeah. um, if you're not familiar with e-learning terms, is this someone I need to contact or is it not? So I have a good lead, bad lead checklist uh, that I'd love to give to you. And you can get both of those things by, uh, if you're on your phone or listening, um, not at a computer, you can text the word e-learning to 44222. So all one word, just e-learning 44222. And uh, you'll get a reply that'll ask for your email address, type in your email, and I'll send you those freebies. Um, or if you're sitting at your computer, you can go to carrieolsonvo.com slash voinsider. And that's all one word, V-O-I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And uh, put in your email address there and I'll shoot you those freebies. 
So I'm looking at my thing here to see if there's a dash. No, there's no dash. So voiceover is just one word. <laughs> just checking when, or e-learning rather, is just one word without the dash in there. So just right. checking. I get it right when I get on my phone. Okay, oh, we've been talking with Carrie Olson, and it's been a delight to talk to you, Carrie. Lots Thank of you. great information about e-learning from really, I would call one of the biggest experts um, on e-learning in the voiceover industry because she's not just a talent. Even more of her, her experience comes back from being that person that you want to get inside the mind of the person that hires you. Carrie, I definitely want to have you um, again as a guest. Thank you, Julie. This was so great. I, I would love to come back. And thank you for joining us on this version of the VoiceOver Insider Podcast. I'm Julie Williams. We'll talk to you next time. We're glad you were able to join us today. Feel free to email Julie with any questions at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. We'd like to thank our editor, Morning Joy Lynn, who can be reached at morningjoy at voeditor.com. And of course, thank you for listening. Till next time, I'm Paul O'Connor, along with Julie Williams, wishing you prosperity in all you do.